Hello, I'm Susan Swan, and you're listening to All Writers Are Conmen, a Dead Celebrities Club podcast. Today I'll be answering some questions about my newest novel, The Dead Celebrities Club, and about my life as a writer. The Dead Celebrities Club is now on sale in Canada, wherever good books are sold. I hope you enjoy it. So Susan, what can you tell me about your process when you first start a new project? My process is quite mysterious in its initial stages. It seems to arrive unbidden, that is, the subject of what I want to write about seems to just suddenly hover into my consciousness like um, a seagull that won't go away or uh, a friend who keeps tapping you on the shoulder and asking you to do something that you don't want to do. The novel takes a long time to write. You know, not many processes in modern life are as long anymore. Having a baby, making a film, writing a novel, these are all long, long um, marathons. So there's this sense of, oh, well, maybe, you know, maybe I'm just sort of feeling this at the moment. For instance, my initial interest in the story of Conrad Black being sent to a U.S. prison. I did a lot of reading about it and I thought about it, but I wasn't sure that I was going to actually write about a character like that. And then there's a kind of sense, it's almost like a religious revelation, that actually this is your new novel. So you'd better get down to it. And um, how I get down to it is, first of all, I do a lot of research, as I've just mentioned, but then I bring out a great big piece of paper and um, I write down what the name of the character, the main character is. And I write down the main character's three um, favorite words or expressions. And those are very hard to get initially because you can have the wrong name. And if you have the wrong name, you don't have the right character. And if you don't have the right expressions, you don't have the character either. So there's the name of the character, their three favorite words or expressions, and then a kind of outline of several scenes that I'm a very cinematic writer. Things appear to me in images, and I um, write down those images as expressed in a scene. And that provides a kind of map for uh, the novel, a starting point. And there'll be some other characters that will appear. I knew that Dale Paul was going to have a son, Davy, and that like many people who do things they shouldn't, They usually have one person whose good opinion makes them feel comfortable about themselves. And that goes back to a writing project I had years ago when I was doing a story on a biker gang. And I had this friend, Sid, who used to visit my daughter and I and bring us always lots of presents, mostly jewelry. And it took me a while to understand that all the things he was bringing us were stolen. And that somehow I functioned in his life as a touchstone of goodness. If I liked and approved of him, then he was okay, even though he knew he was a bad boy uh, selling drugs and stealing. 
And so in my novel, Dale Paul has a very close connection with his son Davy. And Davy functions in that same way for for his father as if Davy loves him, then Dale Paul thinks, well, you know, I'm not all bad. I'm not all bad. So the major relationships kind of flowed into, um, I guess I was going to say the screen or, you know, the screen of your mind, uh, somewhere around the time that you get the name of the, the main character. And I had to work for a while before I got the name Dale Paul. A person told me that they found in fraud cases that a lot of fraud is committed by people who have, and again, mostly by men, um, the same, their first name could be their last name. And I didn't know that when I chose Dale Paul. I didn't know I was choosing a sort of signifier of a fraudster. But yes, this is what um, a recent study showed, which is sort of fascinating. Anyway, there's a certain magic, and you need a bit of magic uh, to really have it work properly. How did you know when you'd finished this novel? Well, to be really honest, a novel can always be improved, so I didn't really know that I had finished it. I think that my publisher took it away from me and complained that I was doing what a lot of writers do, which is improving it in the galley form. I could still see ways to improve, to sharpen um, some descriptions, to replace a word uh, with a better word, with a more Dale Paul-like word. But when I picked it up after it came back from the printers, I looked at it and I thought, oh, okay, it's done and I like it. <laughs> so why should someone read this book? Why should someone read The Dead Celebrities Club? Well, a number of critics have said it's a page turner. And as an author, you know, you're always thrilled when you get that description because you want people to enjoy the book. and for as many people as possible to be invited in into the story. But I think the tale of Dale Paul in my new novel is more than just a good read. I think it is, at least I hope it is, a portrait of our age, where we seem to have lost our ability to um, connect with anything other than sort of sales figures, money, um, domination of world markets. The problem with capitalism, as it, we're experiencing it right now, is it leaves out culture, the value of culture, and it leaves out ethics. And Dale Paul is an expression of that kind of, um, he's a man who really operates on that philosophy. So if you want to find out who we are right now and why, I think my book provides some answers. Your first novel, The Biggest Modern Woman of the World, is being adapted for television. Would you like to see something similar happen with The Dead Celebrities Club? I would very much enjoy seeing The Dead Celebrities Club being made into um, a television series, maybe for Netflix or um, HBO. And the reason for that is, uh, right now, I think we're in the golden age of narrative on television. There are wonderful, wonderful dramas being uh, made 
here and in other countries as well as the United States and it would be exciting to see a story uh, that featured Dale Paul take part in that kind of renaissance or maybe renaissance is the wrong word because I've never really seen this before in my lifetime where television drama is, is uh, in many cases better than what we see at the movie houses. It used to be when I started out as a writer that writers wanted their novel to be made into a feature film. But now, in Canada anyway, only 2% of the films <laughs> that are shown in our cinemas are Canadian. So if you have a novel that's made into a feature film by a Canadian filmmaker, chances are it'll only be on the screen for like three or four days. And television is, is the way your story will go out to the world. So yeah, that would be a wonderful development. All right, thank you very much. Thank you for listening to All Writers Are Con Men a Dead Celebrities Club podcast. If you enjoyed listening, please make sure you subscribe on the Apple Podcasts app or wherever you listen to podcasts. For all the latest news and updates, connect with me on social media, on Facebook at Susan Swan Online, on Instagram at Biggest Modern Writer, and on Twitter at Swanscribe. If you read and enjoyed the Dead Celebrities Club, please consider leaving me a review on Goodreads or Amazon. And thank you again for listening.